That scene is from the movie called The Matrix, and it fits perfectly what we'll talk about today. That is, those who discover they need something beyond themselves. It is a leading, a voice, a feeling. Quite often they can't explain it and don't know where it is coming from. It isn't rational, scientific, or even logical. Hence, many won't be able to understand what you're feeling. Many will tell you to ignore it, and you'll be fine. But if you're like me, you won't be. I was pretty much raised as an agnostic. I did not grow up in the church at all. My parents were mostly secular and not too religious when I was growing up. But I had this sense of impending doom. It wasn't something that was going to happen in my life that would be bad. Rather, it was if I died, I knew I would go to hell. I wasn't raised to believe this, didn't go to church, and ran from anything that would remind me of this feeling. But, just like the movie clip, I had a feeling all my life I couldn't explain, and it was a splinter in my mind, driving me mad. Perhaps that's not you, though. Maybe you just heard something about this Jesus thing and you were intrigued. Whatever it is that is making you contemplate him, that is emphatically the first step in salvation. You see, we Christians are a strange bunch of people. We believe in something we can't see and say we have a problem everyone denies that the only person we can't see has a solution for. It is definitely something very different. The Bible states that all have sinned. All means all and includes absolutely everyone. Now, sin in the Bible means missing the mark. That is, missing the mark of perfection that God demands. That is the whole reason Jesus had to die for our sins, because God said in the Old Testament that the soul that sins shall die. Jesus shed light that God considered some thoughts and feelings even to be sinful. Knowing this, it is impossible to attempt to attain a favorable standing with God by our own power. So in order to justify us before God, there had to be a satisfactory sacrifice for our sins, since God decreed death for those that sinned. This is where the work Jesus did for us comes into play. He lived the perfect life, and then he died on the cross for our sins. He then rose from the dead, showing God accepted his sacrifice on behalf of those who would believe. There is something that sets Jesus apart from all other religions in the world. He is even set apart from that which foretold of what he would do, that is, Judaism. The religions of the world say, do this or that, and then maybe you will attain salvation, paradise, enlightenment, or nirvana. But Jesus says something completely different. He says, believe and you will be saved. That is all you must quote-unquote do for Jesus to grant you salvation. The principal verse for this is John 3.16, and the Apostle Paul backed it up with Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Jesus was foretold of in the scriptures of Judaism, or what we Gentiles, or non-Jewish people, call the Old Testament. I made a video on this channel called Israel the Messiah, where I highlighted many Old Testament passages that prophesied the coming of Jesus and what he would do for us. Then how anyone, and I do mean anyone, can appropriate his work for our lives and beyond. How we do this is believing that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the dead. It is not mere intellectual assent, but a complete trust that you are betting your life on. Once that happens in your mind and heart, what would follow is confessing Jesus is Lord. That seals the deal. You confess that Jesus is exactly who he claimed to be, God in the flesh. 
For those who are given salvation by God will then be sealed with his Holy Spirit. You then become the temple of the Holy Spirit. This will bring about massive changes in the way you think and behave. You will start producing what is called the fruit of the Spirit. This is not something you bring about. This will just seemingly happen all on its own. What happens, though, if you do anything God considers sinful after you come to believe upon Jesus? You confess your sin to God and ask for his cleansing of your conscience. This isn't so you can sin all you want, but if you do sin, you won't be struck dead like Uzzah of old who dared to touch the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. You also have an advocate before the Father in Jesus Christ, a type of heavenly lawyer. Again, this isn't so you can sin all you want, but so that you may serve God without fear. Jesus also assured his followers that no one could snatch you out of his hand, because Jesus is in the hand of the Father. The Bible does tell us to make our calling and election sure as we progress. But in the very next verse, Paul tells us this is God working in us to act and will according to his good pleasure. Once you believe and confess Jesus is Lord, the Bible says you are saved. Once you do this, it starts a journey with the Lord filled with discovery. The next step is getting into God's word, the Bible. I'll go over that with you next week.